Transient mic. Write, record, preserve. Transient mic. Transient mic. Transient mic. I mean, if you're a musician, if you if this is what you love to do, you can't just retire unless you can't do it anymore, you know? Maybe you're old and you got arthritis and your, your fingers don't work anymore. Well, if you can sing, you can find someone else to pick that guitar or whatever and you can still sing. You're not just gonna stop, you know? If music is what you do, you're gonna keep doing music. The resurgence of Outlaw Country is fertile ground for the Texas Western scene. Today we talk to T.J. Hill, singer and bass player for Armadillo Road, as he shares his take on the differences between pop radio country and the vibrant East Austin honky-tonk scene. Hello and welcome again to the 4-Track Series with Transient Mike. I'm your host, David Ventura Garcia, and we are back in the studio with some honky-tonk sounds, uh, courtesy of the Armadillo Road this time. And T.J. Hill, how are you doing, man? He's with us. I'm doing great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. I'm glad to have you. We've been really focusing on some on some really good stuff that's happening out of the scene, out of the White Horse. And, and uh, we actually, you came recommended from Chris DeVore, a good friend of ours. And uh, he said to go check him out. And man, you guys blew me away. And you've been doing that how long over there? Uh, we've been doing every Sunday night at the White Horse for two years now. Uh, it's two years in October. I met Josh first, Josh Jarrett. And he's your guitarist. And then Jeremy uh, is also... Another guitar. So you get, it's kind of cool. You have two guitars, a lap steel. So it's like a five-piece, and then you play the bass. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, I mean, who write, how do you guys tackle an album? Who writes the songs? I saw credit, multiple credits going to different people. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy and I, we both write. And whenever we put this group together, before we actually started the band, uh, Jeremy and I have been friends for uh, quite a while. We, we worked together at a restaurant. That's how we met each other. And then we ended up becoming roommates. And, you know, he'd been in a bunch of different music projects. I'd been in a bunch of different music projects, and we both write songs. So uh, he played me stuff that he had written, and I played him stuff that I had written. Uh, I had a bunch of uh, country songs that I wrote, because I'd always been in punk bands and stuff like that. Yeah, wait, wait, and that goes back to Schlong Daddies, right? Schlong Daddy was the first <laughs> band I was in. Yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, we started that back in 93. And there was a reunion, and, a reunion recently. <laughs> yeah, uh, Josh was actually... And Schlong Daddy, that's, uh, that was our first band together. We were 13 years old when we started playing in that band. And uh, we moved to Austin in 2000, and uh, we stopped playing about 2006. And Schlong Daddy was kind of uh, definitely an interesting project. It was a mix of punk and hip-hop and rock and roll, and everything was kind of uh, comedic and uh, filthy. And nasty. <laughs> and you can still kind of and do that so, in, in hockey talk, too. Oh, you totally can. You totally can. And uh, actually, people that uh, know uh, Josh and I from the Schlong Daddy days, they come and see Armadillo Road, and they say, wow, this is very different. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't expect it. Well, it's kind of cool. I like I like the direction you're taking. And even in, yeah. if you go out there and, and do the research on your band and you see I, I think i saw you on a spot where you have a different look going and now you're at the white horse and you got this 70s and i kind of a throwback look that's really you know defining the scene i'm loving it because it feels like an austin that of the 70s or 80s you know and i think yeah. that sounds coming back 
with the well, strength. You it know? is kind of a kind of a throwback style. And when it comes to country music, the type of country music I like is mostly from uh, 70s, 80s, some of the 60s, more classic style, uh, traditional country music. Uh, getting into the 90s, things started taking a turn in the 80s. There's some good stuff from the 90s, but you can definitely tell where country music started going wrong. And then nowadays, it's very hard to find good country music. There's plenty of it out there, but you got to really... Well, that's funny. Search when you talk to somebody who likes know? country, there's, it, it, people call it real country or yeah, outlaw yeah. country or, you know, uh, and there's something about, well, Sturgill Simpson was, was busking outside, you know, the the country music awards because yeah. he w- he didn't want to be in there, right? I yeah. mean, I think that- Well, he had already won a Grammy. So he was out there busking outside the country music awards with his Grammy award. In his uh, guitar case, but but he, I think I think he's making a statement with yeah. that, and that's oh, yeah. what you guys are doing. And and I'm I'm told I'm all about it because I really love. I mean, I remember growing up watching, you know, yeah. Jerry. It, well, it's not even really country music these days. Well, what they're trying to sell you, you know, it's not even country music. It's uh, it's just another form of pop. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's like a pop rock. It's not good rock. It ain't good pop. Uh, they think you throw a banjo in it that makes it a country song. Yeah, and it ain't right. True. Well, I'll tell you, that's a good segue just to, you know, we can talk about this real country. Let's go ahead and hear what you guys are putting out. This is what, what captured my attention right away because you're going into the, the familiar subjects, but you're putting your own spin on it. And that's the thing about good honky-tonk or good country. It speaks to you in a different way. Like, we can relate to the story. So let's talk. Let's roll on this. It's called uh, Whiskey Done Done Me Again, and we'll, we'll talk about it. All right? Here we go. We're going to do one for all the whiskey drinkers.
get through and feeling right when some cute little thing caught my eye. Well, I took a chance and I asked the girl to dance and go back to my place for a little romance. She shared us quick to oblige. I went to bed with a tin in a hand, woke up the next morning with an ugly giraffe. Worst part is I think that's the third one this week. <laughs> done done it again that's a, that's a really <clears throat> i guess it's a crowd favorite i bet you by now because I, I do love it it's a yeah it's a pretty popular one uh when we started playing there at the white horse uh luke uh one of the bartenders there he was saying uh who wrote that song where can i find that song i said that's one of ours he said i, I guess so i said i was trying to look for it he said you know he couldn't believe uh well, that you, it's a that hit, was, man. That was an original. Well, but that's but, the, that's the kind of stuff you write, and, and you'll find it at the White Horse. You play yeah. some covers, but the, you're, I've listened to both your albums, and 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 uh, man, they they hold up. Yeah, and I, that's what I like about it. And I really really enjoy how you switch the tempo in there. You got because I'm a fan of bourbon, and so I know about those whiskey <laughs> nights. Yeah, and uh, that really is a good. Who, who thought about that? How'd you guys come up with that? Well, I wrote that song 
uh, it was after, I've had many of whiskey nights. It's waking up on the floor, waking up in random <laughs> places that like that. That song's not necessarily true, but it ain't very far from the truth. Uh, I've got another uh, whiskey. Well, not just whiskey. It's called a Boozer's Blues, Boozer's and we Blues. hadn't recorded that one yet. And it's it's mostly. But then again, here's all the thing: you're, you're talking about a subject matter that's been covered over oh, yeah. time and time again in country music. Yeah. Oh, and everybody to, feel everybody's had a. But you're putting a great a spin on moment. it. Yeah. And like I said, the, the moment that you chose to to change the time and and I get loose. How did that happen in the studio, or you guys already attacked? No, it that, that way? was already that was part of the song. That was how the song was written. Uh, actually, I think I had there's like two more sets of verses, which would have made it the song entirely too long. <laughs> but the first time I actually is that played like where you that had to song, throw, throwing up, or what was it? What were those lost <laughs> verses? I think there's one part where uh, I got fired from my job, or I showed up at my job drunk. I told him you can't fire me because I quit. And they said, we don't, you can't quit because you got fired yesterday. You're not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> I get fired on your day off. Yeah, right? yeah. And there, I, there was another verse that I have no idea what it was. It's in a notebook somewhere. Well, I've you, got should, you should break like that out. 20 notebooks, set. each with three songs in them. Yeah. Yeah, but you might do the extended version one day, see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. I'll have to dig it up. Yeah. But I think I, I wrote most of that song. I was actually, uh, it was probably after a night I had at the White Horse, not. Playing the white horse, just being there and, and getting loose. But uh, I went out to the green belt, and I used to always love go floating on the creek. I'd take my dogs out there. You might have saw Jeremy just, there. He, he likes floating. Possibly. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I, I wrote that while I was floating in the water, then got home and finished it up. Great, man. Well, I, I, like I said, I, I like the scene that's happening there and what you guys – and we talked after the show, man. You, you, you you really are have a lot going on. There's a personality there. It's not. I don't know if you had enough whiskey content. We're drinking Lone Star today, actually, and that's you know that's the thing about the white horse. Drink of choice. Yeah. Well, the white horse is kind of funny because it's got Paps Blue Ribbon on on a tap. Yeah. And you know that's kind of a, a, a hipster. And I was just now. noticing last night at the uh, at the top above the bar, they got the list of beers, and uh, the style of beer it is. You know, a Hefeweizen or a yeah. this or that. At the bottom, Paps Blue Ribbon. Just beer. <laughs> it's just beer. Exactly. It's cheap beer. Yeah. And so that's what. That's the other good thing about that place. And, and again, we we talked about it before, but I really, I know you guys. You met Jeremy cooking, and you guys love to cook, man. Barbecue. We do love to cook. And you tell tell me about that one special thing you made. You told me it was bologna wrapped in what was it? Well, it was uh, all right. I took a whole loaf of bologna, and uh, cored it out. It was about a one pound loaf, pound and a half loaf. And I uh, cored it out, stuffed it with bison jalapeno mac and cheese, and then I capped it back off. I wrapped it in a steak, and then we smoked it on the grill. And the, uh, the core that I took out, I wrapped it in bacon and smoked it, too. And, and you uh, smoked probably some other, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> but what's funny, I think you got to mention on the Chronicle with that or something. We got to mention in the Chronicle, uh... We were at a uh, the Armadillo Road special. Or we something. were at, we were at an event uh, called Spatula City Limits, and uh, it was a pretty wild time. And you know, I had plenty to drink, and I was 
my mouth really gets to running when, once I get a few <laughs> exactly. in me. We've, we've had and those so I'm a, That's what I'm saying. That's a different I'm, side I'm, of you than I'm seeing today. I've got a couple different personalities, <laughs> yeah. you know. You What's get it? enough in me and my shirt comes off and then my volume is 100 and I can't. I can't quieten yeah. down. Well, that's the visual that I got of you. Is that, I mean, yeah. your, your buttons start, the snap pearl buttons come <laughs> one at a time. Yeah. By the end of the show, it's all the way over. Well, now it's, it's hard to keep the clothes on because people just come up and just rip my shirt off yeah, of me. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's to say, you, you guys know the stage, you know your audience, and yeah. everybody's dancing. It's it's a great time. That, we that get a have, really good crowd yeah. there at the, uh, at the White Horse. Uh, you know, on Sunday nights, the time that we play, there's... You know, Austin has a dance crowd, and yeah, they the hop from, spoke. yeah, they go to the Broken Spoke, they go to Jenny's Little Longhorn, uh, they go to the ABGB, there's a number of places that they go to, they just kind of float around, depending on who's playing in town, they definitely have their favorite artists that they like to go see on certain nights. And, and give uh, us a few, who do you like, to, who, do you, who do you like to, I mean, Silo Road's going to be on our show. Yeah, Silo Road's good okay. buddies of ours, they're the ones we share the Sunday night with, uh, and when we, when we did that, me and Billy... You know, we kept talking and saying, man, we need to get a uh, Silo Road, Armadillo Road show together. We called the Crossroads show. And so we kept trying to think of uh, where all to do it at. Um, and then White Horse hit us up, seeing if we wanted to play on Sunday nights. And uh, they hit up Silo Road as well. It just kind of just happened that way. We really had nothing to do with it, even though we'd been trying to plan such a thing. Well, they, yeah. Yeah. And it was when it started, it was only supposed to be like two months, and they said, uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's take it to the end of the year. So then that was about nice. four, uh, three months, I guess. And they said, we'll keep on rolling. So then they went into uh, 2017. We thought maybe the summer. They said, no, we're going to go ahead and take it to the end of the year. So then we Man. finished out 2017. I asked them, I said, uh, so is, is this it at the end of the year? They said, no, you ain't getting off that easy. We're going to keep this thing rolling. <laughs> well, that's so. good because you get to try out new songs and, and, yeah. and test it out. And the, and the album came out this just this year, so that's a good thing. Yeah, it came out September 7th was the release date. And what's it, and it's a, it's called Honky Tonk Way. And and the first the song, Whiskey Done, Done It Again, that's on? That's on Honky Tonk Way. Okay. And on that note, let's go ahead and talk, feature another one because we got a little theme going here with the whiskey. And this one was featured on your self-titled album. It's yeah. called Pour Me a Double. Let's go ahead and roll that. In the meantime, I'll go ahead and pour me a double. Pour me a triple. <laughs> well, I sold my soul in San Diego. Made a fortune in L.A. Lost my head in Frisco and I pissed it all away. Stepped on some snakes outside of Tucson. On the way to Santa Fe. Made up again in Denver and I threw them all away. And so I'm steady. Yeah. 
a double that was a good one another another theme song within that whiskey genre but this one's a little different in that i think you're you're telling a narrative there's a cinematic element you, you use words like you know cheat the devil you know talking about a posse put that pedal to the metal and it's got like a bonnie and clyde feel that it's a it's a road song too at, yeah at, at its yeah, essence it's, it's traveling being on the road. it's uh it's just kind of being on the run that's uh that's one that jeremy wrote and uh and he sings that one yeah he jeremy. sings that one and you know, he usually, he'll tell you uh, that's a song about getting in more trouble than you can get out of. If you can't even get out of it, when you got the devil on your trail, it's a, that's a hard one to escape. So tell me about some of the, where you see Armadillo Road going, because, I, I mean, I really have, I'm, I've become a follower. I love going there Sunday nights. I get to put my hat on, my boots on, and, <laughs> and hang out with you guys. I don't really know where we're going. We keep playing. We keep making music. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll start working on our next album real soon. You know, we put out this this new album and getting reviews and stuff like that. And uh, one common theme we've been getting from a lot of people is the first album, I think, came out in 2010. So everyone wants to know, you know, what took so long. And uh, it's kind of hard to say. You know, there's there's life issues. There's money. Uh, there's all kinds of things, you know. But uh, hopefully we can get to our next album a lot sooner. I'm hoping uh, probably spring of, of uh, 2019. We'll be back in the studio working on the next album. We enjoy making music. We enjoy playing music. We like watching people dance to our music and enjoying our it music. Sounds like, and it sounds like the music. band dynamic is good. Like you guys have a solid relationship. I don't think there's any ego clashes there, is there? I mean, no. Have... Yeah, we got a we got a pretty good thing. Well, Every everybody's got their role and they they do it well. You know. 
And the, it's hard to get away with that Sunday residency, you know. That's the thing. You can't it'd be hard to tour, you know. But let me let me ask you a question because we haven't asked this of, of any of the artists recently. But okay, so you have you put an album out. You got a following. You, do you actually see any revenue coming in from the album sales? Are you actually is that is that a profit maker or not really <laughs> no. at all? This whole thing ain't a money maker. Yeah, that's right. I got a job. So why do you Both do it? Ups, we got jobs. You got to enjoy it. If you're in it for the money, you're gonna be disappointed. Maybe one day money will roll in, but, I mean, right now, all it does is cost me money. Uh, we get paid for gigs and stuff, you know, but it just goes back in. I can't even say that it pays for itself. You know, it needs a little help. But as uh, as we sell albums, you know, collect it up, sell merchandise, collect it up, and saving money for the next album, just different things like that, you know. There's plenty of expenses, but, you know, you, you have to enjoy it. I mean, I can't stop writing songs. Songs just come in your head. You write them down. You play them. I enjoy singing. I mean, you you have to love it. And so, so does that ever? Do you guys ever talk about that as a band? Like, or, or how long are we going to keep this up? Or or, or or is everybody love it just as much as you do? And it doesn't matter about the money. Uh, we don't really talk about, you know, how long we're going to do this for. Like, oh, I'm going to do it till I'm 40, and if I don't see this, I'm quitting. Like that. That ain't a thing. And you know, you hear of uh, artists. Retiring, you know, George Strait, he he retired. Well, he didn't really retire. He's still playing. He's playing in Vegas. He picks up shows every now and then. If you're, I mean, if you're a musician, if you if this is what you love to do, you can't just retire unless you can't do it anymore. You know, maybe you're old and you got arthritis and your your fingers don't work anymore. Well, if you can sing, you can find someone else to pick that guitar or whatever, and you can still sing. Lose your voice, you know, you might have to. You know, things like that may happen, and yeah, you might have to retire after that, but otherwise, you're not just going to stop, you know? If music is what you do, you're going to keep doing music. And I get that sense. When I watch you guys, I, I know that you guys put it on the stage every Sunday. I mean, you're playing a lot of the same songs, but you're bringing that energy, and people follow you, they listen, they dance. And so that's great to see that, man. And and again, I really hope you you guys succeed in every bit of the word. If it's, if it's just finding that audience, you know, we all want that money, like you said, but hey. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're out there. You got an audience. You're building a following, and so I I appreciate what you do, and I'm glad that we found you guys and and your friends of Transit Mike now. So, thank you for coming to the studio today. Thank you for sharing those songs with us. We wish you guys the best. Thank you for having us. Amen. All right, man. Have a good one. Let's go. Let's go pour a double. All right. The songs "Pour Me a Double" and "Whiskey You Done Done It Again." were performed by Armadillo Road and recorded at Whitehorse in Austin, Texas. Live audio engineer, James Fitzsimmons. Podcast audio engineer and song mixing by Jeremy Fowler. Special thanks to the Whitehorse for this on-location recording. Transient Mike is a 501c3 nonprofit organization devoted to the preservation of music and sound. Help support our mission by going to transientmike.org slash donate. If you would like to be a sponsor, feel free to contact us at info at transientmike.org. The 4-Track Series is a production of Transient Mike. I'm your host, David Ventura Garcia. Thank you for listening.